Well, good morning. I hope you guys had an incredible 4th of July. I want to take just a few minutes to talk to you about freedom, the freedom that we have in Christ. So we're going to continue our series on Daniel, um, the great man, the great Old Testament uh, prophet, uh, Daniel, next week. But today, just a few minutes to talk about uh, the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles, turn to Exodus chapter 6. Exodus chapter 6. You know, with freedom comes responsibility. Anytime that you're given freedom, you have to choose wisdom. You have to practice wisdom. And uh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.23, the Bible says that, that everything in our lives is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. In other words, uh, a different translation puts it like this. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Not all things edify. And so in Exodus chapter 6, uh, we see that God is speaking to Moses and he's about to let his people free from the bondage of, of the, the Egyptians. And I want you to listen to the words from Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. It says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord, and I, I appear unto Abraham and Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. So he's getting ready to show his power to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan and the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom Israel keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem you. Listen to that. I will redeem you. I will set you free with an outstretched arm and with great judgment and I will take you as my people and I will be your God and then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. So I want to talk to you for a few minutes about this this word freedom. You know God comes to Moses and he says you know what I am going to set you free but sometimes what I found out is that people reject the idea of freedom uh, sometimes we, you know, it, it's not easy for us to, whether it's guilt, whether it's other people, whether it's our culture, sometimes it's not easy to practice and to receive freedom. You know, when Jesus, you fast forward into the New Testament, and in Luke chapter 4, um, verse 16, Jesus gets up, basically, and he, he, he says, Today is the day that this scripture, and he reads from the book of Isaiah, he says, today is the day that this scripture is fulfilled, and I am here to let you know that I am the anointed one, and I'm setting you free, okay? It says, I'm, I'm here because I've been anointed to, to preach the gospel to the poor, and he, God, the Father, has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim um, uh, at liberty all those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so, so he, he communicates that, and not long after that, it, the Bible tells us, and actually 
uh, in verse 28, in Luke chapter 4, verse 28, it says that all of those who were in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they let him to the brow of the, the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the, the cliff and then pass him through their midst. To, through the midst of them, he went his way. And so once again, there are so many examples in the Bible where, where freedom, number one, it's not, it's not cheap, it's really not, um, it's, not, it's, it's not really free for everybody. And yet, we don't, at times, we reject it and we don't receive it well. And so this morning, I want to I share with you a few things that you are free from. If you are in Christ, the Bible says that you are free from the power of sin. The Bible says that Jesus took on sin and he knelt it to a cross. He died for it. And then the third day, he conquered death. And with that, he also conquered sin. And so you have freedom. You, you can live a, a victorious Christian life if you choose to. Because of Christ, you also can choose freedom from death. Jesus says, I have conquered death. Sin brings death, but I have conquered death and therefore I've, con- I've conquered sin. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 55, it says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I've known people that are they're afraid of death, they're afraid of dying. And if you're in Christ, Jesus says, you know what? I came to get rid of the sting of death. It doesn't mean that it's difficult, right? Like when somebody dies, you have a loved one. But it's different because your hope is in Christ. And so the Christian life does not have to um, end. And we know that the Christian life does not end when a person actually dies because Jesus conquered death. You're also free to, um, to live, you know, away from the opinions of others. Like, you don't have to live under the condemnation of others, the judgment that other people bring to us. And that is one that sometimes I struggle because sometimes I, you know, care a little bit too much. And I, it's almost like I put myself on, on the throne. I really shouldn't care so much about, like, what people think about me or what I have to say. You know, and Jesus says, Jesus says that the only thing that we should really care about in this life, like really, really care about is his opinion. And so we should be fearful, not of men, but fearful of, uh, of our, our heavenly father. And I'm talking about a, a wholesome fear. You know, when, ne- when God calls Nehemiah to preach, Nehemiah said, actually Jeremiah, not Nehemiah. When God called Jeremiah to preach, Jeremiah said, oh man, I'm afraid of the people. And God says, no, 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 you don't need to fear them. You need to fear me. You need to fear the Lord, your God, and you need to obey me. So let me ask you, are you the type of person that sometimes is consumed with what others think about? With 
you know, you walk into a room and people aren't talking and you immediately you think that they're talking about, about you. Let me encourage you to allow Christ to set you free from the opinions of others. The Bible says that you can be free from guilt. You know that vicious cycle that we call guilt? It's all based on feelings, and we know that feelings often lie. They betray us. You know, you do something bad or you do something, and it's, sometimes it's not, nothing even bad. It's just, you know, you're, you just live in your life, and the enemy will just bring a thought, and immediately you feel guilty. Immediately you feel like, oh, no, you know, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Guilt is a fuel. It's just the wrong kind of fuel. And sometimes we, we love people because we feel guilty. Sometimes we pray because we feel guilty. We go to church because we feel guilty. But Jesus says, you know what? I've paid for your sins. I've paid for all the junk, all the stuff that, that you don't like about yourself. You don't have to feel guilty. That's not the greatest. Let my love be the motivating factor, factor in your life. When Jesus was on the cross, he says, Father, why have you forsaken me? That, I feel like that was the moment where he took all of the sins of the world on his shoulders for you and for me so that you and I can live in freedom. Now, we, we have freedom from all of these things, right? Like, you, you name it, like addictions. You, you, have, you, you don't have to live under the power of an addiction. And I'm not, when I'm talking about addictions, I'm not just talking about drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. I'm also talking about the addiction of checking your email 24-7 because you're, you have this fear of, of missing out. I'm talking about the addiction of work. I'm talking about the addiction of always having to check your phone. I'm talking about all kinds of addictions. You and I have the freedom to, to walk in the, the ways of our Lord. We have the freedom to walk in the same steps that Jesus took while he was here on, on this earth. And, and then sometimes you and I, like we have what I call in-closet addictions, you know, uh, the things that nobody else knows about. I know pornography is one of those things. I know alcohol can be one of those things that you do, but it's like, you know, you feel like you got it under control. And, and it's really, it, it's, it's, it's a stronghold. And the enemy's got you, um, he's grabbing you by the neck and you're, and, and you, you're, sort of ignoring it and you're thinking that you know what I, I got this not not that big of a deal I just do it every once in a while and it could be a number of things you know it can be gambling it could be whatever there's something in your life that you're you're addicted to and it's got control of your life that's when you know that it's an addiction you know 10 million uh 10, 10 billion dollars are spent yearly on adult entertainment think about that 10 billion over actually 10 billion dollars a year on adult entertainment. The Bible says that you and I are not to be under the bondage of that of any sin. We have the power. We have the power of the Spirit of God in us. If you're in Christ, you don't have to submit, you don't have to surrender to any of those things. In Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible says this, Stand 
fast. I love those those two words. Stand fast in the liberty, in the freedom by which Christ has has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Or you could call it sin. Now you have freedom from some things, but you also have freedom to walk towards some other things. Let me mention a few and we'll, we'll be done. You have the freedom to approach the throne of grace. The Bible says in Hebrews 14, uh, chapter 4, verse 14, it says that we have a great high priest and he's sort of like, he's our mediator. He's the one that, like when he dies on the cross because he was perfect, he was God, 100% God, but he was also 100% human. And because of his perfection and because of his sinless nature and because of his death on the cross, he provided a way for us. So he feels what we feel. He knows what it is to, to put up with sin and, not to, and to say no to the attacks of the enemy. And the Bible says this, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, it says that we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, who um, basically is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. In other words, he can relate to us and who has been tempted in every way, just like we've been tempted, yet without sin. Then, because we have that high priest who can understand us, the Bible says, therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. You often hear me say, you know, I'm not your priest. You don't have to go through me to get to the Father. You can do that on your, on your, on your own because of Jesus Christ. And so you have the freedom that at any moment, whenever you feel weak, whenever you feel lonely, whenever anxiety comes your way, you can look up and you can say, Heavenly Father, I need your help. Would you come f- through for me? And He, your Heavenly Father, will hear you just as much as He'll hear any prayer that I make. You have the freedom to be called the sons of God. Now, I don't have a relationship with my biological father. Last time I saw him, I think I was 15 years old. and um, But God has given me a stepfather who I call dad, who um, has been an incredible um, father to me. And when Lee and I got married, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Uh, we, um, they wrote on a, on a book, any memories from our past. And so my dad wrote a few things. He wrote them in Spanish, but I translated them because I wanted them to. I wanted. I wanted you to hear them. So he wrote this to me on our um, uh, as a gift for for uh, for Leah and I when we were getting married. He said, "I have a lot of memories of you and I. Um, you know, we basically he married my mom when I was three. I think three or four, um, maybe six. Maybe it was a little bit. He was he knew her for a while. I think he met me when I was three, and then he married my mom when I was six or seven. Actually, I think that's what it was." And so he says, I have a lot of memories of you, and I always carry them with me in my heart. I remember more than anything else the moments we spent at the beach. We used to go camping, and he would, 
he would often get sand and put it in my bathing suit and make me real mad. And I was a toddler and I would run to the beach and, you know, to the water and, you know, to, and I, you know, the sand was just, you know, like my bathing suit was falling and, you know, I thought there were people who were going to see me naked and all of that. And, you know, that was just kind of the dad, the kind of father that, that he is. And he said, um, I remember when we used to go snorkel and he'd put me on his shoulders and, and, you know, he would, we would go down and, you know, he would dive deep and, um, and, uh, and he said, you know, we would snorkel and you would snorkel like a champion. I remember when um, I used to play with you, uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, wrestling and all kinds of games. And then, then he tells this story, I'm trying to paraphrase a little bit here uh, in, in uh, what he wrote in Spanish, but he says, he says this, he says, um, I was only 27 years old. Time really flies by. I have many more beautiful memories, but what the one that I remember the most is the day that you asked me from the bottom of your heart, from the bottom of your little heart, and looking at me in, in the eyes with so much worry and with so much courage, The moment that I remember the most is when you said, Victor, can I call you dad? That day I carried you and I told you yes. And I gave you a big hug and you gave me a big hug. And then I left you. And you probably thought, where did he go? Well, it's very simple. I went to the bathroom. I was so happy I could not stop crying. That time in our lives were very, was very difficult for both of us, but nothing was able to separate us. And you will always be my son, and I will always be your dad. You know, he, not, he may not be my biological father, but he's my father. And what I love about the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father is that in similar ways, he has come down to this earth and he has died for us. And if you have said yes to him, you are his. And the Bible says that you and I are ado- we're adopted children of our heavenly, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. In John chapter 1, verse 12, actually the Bible says it like this. He said, it says this, Yet to all who received Him, to those who believe in His name, to them, He gave them the right to become children of God. Another version says, He gave them the power to become the children of God. So you have the freedom today. If you're not in Christ you have the freedom to make that decision. I'm not trying to encourage you to sign up to a denomination or religion. That's not what I'm trying to get you to do. I'm trying to get you to say yes to the God who loves you, the God who gave His Son, His only Son, for you. The Bible says, We're more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither in death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor anything that happens to us, any power, anything out there in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love 
of Jesus Christ. So you have the power, you have the freedom to accept him, to be called his child. And then the last thing I'll say is you have the freedom to go in his name. That's what we pray. When we pray, we usually say, in Jesus' name. The disciples, when Jesus sent them, the 70 disciples, there was a group of 70 disciples who basically Jesus sends them to preach the gospel. And they come back on, you know, after their assignment and they say, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Maybe you're dealing with some demons. It could be, it could be some people that, man, it seems like they're demon-possessed at work. Or maybe some family members, I don't know. But the Bible says that you can go in Jesus' name and you can love those people. You can, uh, the Bible says in John 14, verse 13, I will do whatever you ask in my name as long as it glorifies the Father, right? And so you have the power and you have the opportunity and you have, yes, the, the authority from above and the freedom to go in His name. So, I want to pray for you. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know the junk that you are going through right now. I don't know what's affecting you. But I do know this. You have power from above. Power that this world sometimes doesn't understand. You have access to that. And you can walk in that. You can, love, you can walk with your head lifted up. And you can know that no matter what happens, your future is secured in Him. Because He loves you. And regardless of the struggles, regardless of the doubts, regardless of the difficulties, regardless of the addictions, regardless of what challenges come your way. You can live in freedom. Let me bow. Let's bow for a word of prayer and pray. Father God, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for the fact that we celebrate this word freedom. May we never take it for granted. God, may we never think that it's cheap or easy to come by. May we practice wisdom knowing that you've given us the opportunity to choose. God, I pray for every single person that's listening to the sound of my voice. I lift them up to you, God. I pray they would look to you. I pray that they would have the freedom to run from some things, but also the freedom to run to some other things. God, we pray all these things in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen.